Good morning. Welcome to the Hey Ref Podcast. This is Fred Johnson coming to you with the Hey Ref Show. First of all, this is the third round of the volleyball playoffs. I want to give those who was fortunate enough to be selected. I want to congratulate uh, you for uh, the work you've done all season. Uh, please understand that you're not there because you who you are. You're there because of the job that you've done all season and I really appreciate the hard work that everybody put in. I know sometimes people think just because they're a line judge uh, that's not important but at the same time you know the integrity of what we represent as a line judge as an R1 and an R2 uh, take, are equal and I don't think you are slighted because you're a line judge. The page is a little bit different I can't control that but at the same time you know it's an important job. A lot of games I've had this year um, most of the decisions have come down to a call on the line. So let's be honored that we are there. Let's take some pride in it and let's work it like it's the best job. First, let's go over the matchups for tonight. Kasu is at Belmont. Very, very competitive match. These teams have played uh, quite a bit, so you can expect uh, a great crowd there. Kasu has some good followers, and then Belmont, of course, uh, goes without saying uh, they're very competitive, and so you can expect a great match. Those officials there need definitely be. Uh, on point. New Hope is at car rent. Car rent traveled all the way down to the Delta in their first round, so they'll be glad to be at home. New Hope will bring a very competitive team, always in the playoffs, and you know I think may may have several state titles uh, within their reign. England is at Ingemar. Ingemar is actually the defending state champ, uh, but you can take a team from down south. They're always competitive. You can expect a great match there. In the new 7A division, Madison Central will travel all the way from Jackson up to Lewisburg. Lewisburg is representing the new 7A division uh, in the north, and Madison Central is doing it uh, from the mid-Mississippi area. Alcon Central will travel to Moorville. Always competitive match. You can expect it to be competitive again. Moorville uh, is getting to this level probably for the first time in a while, and you can expect the crowd to be excited about that matchup. Northeast Lauderdale will travel all the way up to New Albany. New Albany is one of those teams who very familiar with the playoffs, so you can expect the crowd to be rallied there. Smithville goes to Pine Grove. Pine Grove is another team who, as a first-year coach, coach came from Hickory Flats, so they are well experienced. We're able to take those girls and do a great job with them, so I expect that game to be really, really competitive. And one uh, key matchup will be Lafayette. Lafayette is at Pontotoc. Pontotoc and Lafayette has a lot of history. Uh, they uh, work in different divisions before this year. They're in the same division, and you can expect the crowd to be rowdy there. Lafayette brings in a good team. Uh, actually went undefeated in their own district, so you can expect Lafayette being on the road to give Pontotoc all they want. The key matchup, in my opinion, will be Lake Cumberland at Saltilla. Lake Cumberland is the defending state. A champ in Saltilla is an up-and-going program, been very competitive over the years, and you can expect them to be ready for Lafayette. Hickory Flat will take on Tupelo Christian. Tupelo Christian uh, is an up-and-coming team, uh, very, very competitive, a good group of girls, work hard, and you Hickory Flat, not to overlook uh, them, even though they are an uh, up-and-coming new team. Last but not least, East Union will be traveling over to Walnut. Walnut is again the defending state champion in their division so you can expect the crowd to be rowdy and you can expect East Union to give them all they want. That's your matchups for tonight. We encourage you to go out and work hard and have a good time. One thing about officiating is you know we have a job to do but at the same time we want to make it make it fun and then 
we all talk about this all the time. One of the things we want to remember is the game is for uh, the kids. The kids have worked hard all season. We want to make sure that they have an equal chance to win. The games will be competitive. We want to make sure that our job is to, is to balance things out and make sure that everybody has a fair chance uh, to play. Let me uh, get to the game early. Uh, we're expecting some big crowd to some of these games because some of these teams are there traveling for the first time. You expect uh, volleyball is, is, is growing in their area and you, you can expect to have good followers so get there early. Hopefully you've gotten with your crew in a designated meeting place so you get to the gym early and you guys can walk in together. Uh, it speaks volume when the crew walks in together. It shows them that we are a team and that is important for the fans to see. All the fans are going to be there early so in order for you to get a good parking spot you may want to do your best to get there early. When you get your crew together have a great pre-game meeting. Pre-game meeting should involve uh, all members of the crew, should involve the coaches of both teams, captains, game manager, and maybe security if that's possible. I encourage you to look at the intensity of the game. You know, you can feel it, you can see it, and you know how competitive it is going to be, and it's going to be rowdy. Kids are going to be there yelling and screaming for their team, and let's make sure that everybody has an opportunity to be successful uh, as it relates uh, to after you've had your pregame meeting, check the net, check the balls, and also spend a little time with your score. Make sure the score is uh, a responsible person, maybe a player, maybe an adult. A lot of times teams may have people who've been doing it all season. And we don't want to go there and, and make a whole lot of changes, especially when things are working. It's, it's encouraging to have an adult, but sometimes kids are do just as good a job. Make sure they're focused on it and make they have attention on what they are doing. And at the same time, this is the opportunity to, for the linemen to get together to walk the court to see what kind of challenging areas you're going to have as it relates to the audience and crowd. Because sometimes when you have these type of games, you know, there may be standing room only. I, I think we're going to get to that point. We may not be there yet, but we're going to eventually get to that point. Let's make sure we do that. We're going to encourage them to have a libero tracker. When actually not encourage them, we're going to pretty much require a team who's using a libero to have a libero tracker. Be sure to get with your score and your libero tracker and give them instructions that if anything happened out of the ordinary during the game that they let you know immediately so we can handle the situation. Line judges, all one. Talk to the line judges even though they are fellow officials. Let's don't assume that they know everything about line judges because in most cases all these guys have not done line judges throughout the course of the season. Also understand that the, the accountability in the uh, expectations are going to be a little bit different for line judges in the playoffs than they are in regular season because they are officials, they are getting paid, and some people have a time and opinion about people that are getting paid to do a particular job. So we expect you to be on point, be pay attention to what's going on, and don't get uh, sidetracked by doing things that that may take your attention away from the game. Uh, please so remember that the R one is still uh, the chief. They can overrule a call that. You may get distracted for whatever reason, so just make sure we understand that. But there's a professional way uh, to do that. A lot of times, all one may make a call, and the call may be in or out, and you may have a different call. When that happens, be professional and make sure we understand uh, that we get together and make the right call. And regardless of who's right, who's wrong, it's the right call that really counts. All one, be approachable. May have a lot of situation uh, in the playoff where the captain may not understand something that may be going on, and a lot of times that may happen 
because we will have teams that are coming from different districts and officials officiate different from different districts. So when there is a concern, be sure to play it out. Make sure they understand that I am approachable. If you have a question about anything, uh, come through me, and then I'll definitely try to get, get you an answer. Be sure you encourage your coaches that the captains, if they're spoken for uh, that game, make sure you designate one. Don't wait until you have a situation happen, then all of a sudden, we don't know who we need to talk to, but we're definitely not having conversation with coaches as it relates to judgment call or play. They can call a timeout. When they call a timeout, we will talk to the captains. Now, let's use common sense. When I talk about using common sense, I'm talking about if a coach really can't understand what's going on, take a moment and have a discussion and get it right. Doesn't necessarily mean we're going to uh, cater to the coach, but at the same time, we can realize when the coach really don't understand the rule. And when we uh, make a ruling, let's make sure that we, everybody, same page. We may not agree with the final results, but that is what it is. R1, let's be consistent with our contacts. From the beginning of the game to the end of the game, realize that uh, kids have been playing all season, been doing uh, some kind of technique that may be legal or illegal at some point during the game. And if you call it, be sure you explain to them exactly what happened. A lot of times it's difficult for kids to adjust, especially this late in the season. Not telling you uh, to let a, an illegal uh, hit or illegal activity continue, but at the same time, let's make sure we understand that there are going to be some differences, and a lot of times those things are hard to, hard to explain. So let's be good with that. And then when we have to make a decision, let's make team decisions. It's not uh, bad for a coach to ask for an interpretation, and you get together as the officials and make a ruling because a lot of times sometimes somebody may know just a little bit more uh, than the R1 even though the R1 is a person in charge let's make sure we consult our teammates especially when we are not sure about what's going on I think one of the great things we can do during the playoff is let's use the 100% rule 100% rule means that if it's replayed the 100% obviously will be the right call if you have any doubt in your mind and you didn't see the whole play or there's some concerns about what may or may not have happened then the replay is a tool that we can use we just don't want to be in a game where we're using replay 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 consistent throughout the course of the game then that really means that the officials are really not doing their job i think r1 is going to be a key to the game especially because you have team coming in from different areas and be consistent with whatever it is if it looks funny and you miss it the first time you know be sure to get it the second time and if the captain asks what's going on try your best to explain it i think one great technique from r1 if a captain come over to use if you may want to kneel down so that you don't look like you're on a mountain and then you have a discussion with a captain especially the, uh, some of our taller uh, referees who you know that you're already six feet above the ground now you're six feet eight all of a sudden, look like you're speaking down to them. Unfortunately, uh, I don't have to worry about that. Actually, fortunately, I don't have to worry about that because they may have to get on the ladder, even get them out of eye to me. But I think it's important because at that time, coaches and captains will be able to see that you may be uh, listening to them because the conversation kind of is out of eye. R2, make sure your primary focus moving forward will be the net in the center line. We still have issues with uh, net calls not being made. I know a lot of times we have... Uh, Kids that are being aggressive and they're going to the net and we actually taking a look at the ball as opposed to staying there with the net. You'll find 100% of the time that when you focus on just the net, uh, the ball's going to take care of itself. You're not uh, worried about contact. R1 has got that. So make sure we focus on the net and let's make those net calls. And when you have a call, 
you may have to be adamant, you may have to be uh, enthusiastic about getting the attention of the people involved, but let's do that and let's make sure that you know we get a number, uh, the infraction, so that when uh, it's questioned, uh, the kid will know or the coach will know exactly who those infractions are. Slow down a little bit on your substitution, and when you call in the sub, make sure that the score has the right person going in. Uh, make sure they have some weight to acknowledge that they've made the change. And then before you give the court back, we talked about this in the regular season, before you give the court back, make sure the player has gotten to their position. If they're going to serve, make sure she's gotten there to serve, and then you give the court back. Uh, we expect our ones to assist us in that. You know, take a look. Make sure you don't put the ball in play until the substitutes are in the position that they need uh, to be in. I think when you have a problem with a rotation, uh, whether it's a libero or whatever the case may be, and you don't really understand what's going on, stop the game and get it right. We don't care about uh, you looking crazy or looking like you don't really know what's going on. But when they start moving in and out, it's going to be important that we correct it right then and understand exactly what's going on. may teach us a little something. Some of the coaches are very, very knowledgeable, knowledgeable about substitution and how they uh, arrange their lineup. Uh, so we're going to be very careful about that. Be sure if you have an issue with uh, – with screening, you know, sometimes coaches come from other areas, may have been doing something a little bit different than other coaches may complain about the possible screening. Uh, be aware of that, and if you see it, it's, it's a good possibility. You may want to call the captain over and tell them, hey, be sure uh, you're not screening. It's a good uh, chance that it may be uh, suspect, so let's make sure we understand that we can uh, educate them uh, as it relates to that. Be sure, I didn't talk about this early on, but uh, take the picture of the crew. Uh, and send it to me with, with the scores. Uh, we're definitely keeping a copy of those and going to make those available to you uh, at some point uh, during the off season or maybe during uh, the next regular season. But I'm keeping all of those pictures. And actually, they are looking great. I'm, I'm excited and pleased that our people are dressed appropriately and they're looking professional as it relates to that. Do the best we can. Let the R2 assign the scorebook. Just put your initials there. Make sure we validate the game, that we were there. There's no need for all the other officials to be around. But don't leave the gym until all the crews are together and then leave the gym together. And so I'm, I'm excited about where we're headed with this volleyball thing. I, it, it's growing every year. It's getting a little bit more exciting every year. And this year is not going to be any different. we got some great matchups uh, going on tonight. And the next round will be on Monday, and that'll be the North half. Hopefully, uh, we have some crews that will be good enough and, and professional enough to advance on. Everybody can advance at some point. The season will end for everybody. I always put this down. December 1st, uh, no, won't be any volleyball. So every official we got in our association will be at home waiting on next year. Uh, fortunately, some of the people are already at home waiting on next year. Uh, I just simply say be encouraged. Because there's a lot of opportunities out there to work. It may not be volleyball, could be some other sports, but we're definitely excited about where we're headed. We've been talking about this national shortage for the last two years, and I'm the kind of person that thinks that when there's a problem, if you don't ever address it, the problem will get worse. So we're doing all we can to improve, all we can to increase our knowledge, all we're doing to add young people. Because if you look at the officiating world, the average age is probably 55 or 60. That tells you that you got some 75 and 80 year old people still doing it. They probably not like me. They can still move around like some of these young folks. But you know, that's neither here 
uh, there. Again, thanks for joining. Uh, only about a 15 to 20 minute uh, segment. I'm going to send this out. So uh, take, definitely take a uh, listen to it and be ready and have a good game. And this is Fred Johnson on the Hay Ref Show.